Rod Hector and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I'm not in L.A. anymore. <laughs> you are not in L.A. I'm home. My twins are home for a few days anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mother's, the kids are back yeah. in town. Mother's Day um, coming up. Yeah, I'm glad yep, to be You here. got Mother's Day coming up. Yeah. You guys did some movie watching over we the did. weekend. We did. Um, you know, you, you told us a great story about your brothers and, and Kentucky a long, Derby. An, an old friend of his winning <laughs> winning the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Listen, it, it's wonderful time of the year. Good time you got of playoffs year. Good, happening. Good for sports. The Rays are rolling. The yeah, Rays are playing not, not very tonight. good. Yeah. I try to watch a little bit each day just because I don't really know the game all that well. I mean, I, I played a lot of baseball growing up and I coached a lot, but this is another level. And it's nice just to just be an average fan. <laughs> yeah. I don't lose any sleep when they lose a game. Doesn't right. happen very much anyway. They're amazing. <laughs> well, is it that's funny that you bring that up. Like, cause I feel like that's, you know, I've gotten to that point in my life as well. Um, pro- largely because of what I do for you know, for work now, but also just as you age and mature. You know, when I was in my teens and early twenties in college, like living and dying with losses, David. Yeah. Like it would ruin the day. If my team, like, right, it'll be like football when you have like, less games to play. So, as you know, big Col- uh, Florida Gator fan growing up, right, college football, I'm like, all right, national championship year. If we lose a game, the day is ruined. And I'm just like, at some point, I was like, what? Like, what? Who the fuck cares if they lose a game or not? Like, what? why is my day now over? Because people so, I don't know lost the game. All right. <laughs> I, I have the same story. Uh, actually, with the Florida Gators and your <laughs> beloved city. When, when my wife turned uh, 30, right around there, I surprised her with a trip to New York City. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think she had been to New York City. I don't remember anymore if it was this trip or a different trip. But either way, I told her to pack. It was October. I told her to pack warm. It was actually later than October. Um, I told her to pack warm clothes and uh, and cold clothes. I didn't want to know where she, we were going. Mm-hmm. And so we get to the airport. Only when we got on the plane did she know we were going. And uh, we had we saw Stop. We saw um, not. We didn't see Rent. We saw that before. Smokey Joe's Cafe on Broadway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. went to Gotham, amazing mm-hmm, restaurant. Mm-hmm. And on the set, we didn't, we stayed in a nice hotel, but there, you know, some of these hotels, especially back in the, uh, this was in the nineties, the rooms were very small in New York. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. And so, but whatever, I made this amazing, gorgeous woman on her birthday trip to New York city, watch an Alabama, Florida football game. We were number one in the country. And a guy from Tampa, a longtime NFL player named Daryl Jackson. Yep, yep. I coached some of his teammates in, in high school. They won a state championship in basketball. He fumbled the punt. We never should have fielded the punt. Mm-hmm. Alabama recovered it, scored like in the final play of the game. We lost, and it destroyed me. <laughs> and that was the night we saw stop and went to yeah. – that was during the day. But I made this woman sit with me and watch, and I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? That was it. I, was I, it. I quit. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, I'm in my – 20s yeah like yeah, nearing yeah. 30 probably yeah oh no i was definitely over 30 because chrissy turned 30 so i'm older than her by a couple of years i quit i'm like from yeah. now on i'm just i don't care about the i don't know these people i root for people right yes not for teams anymore yes. i mean yes. i i want my mom and my my brothers to be happy when the gators win that's fine but i just root for people yeah yeah and i think that's the beauty of like what we do now right like you make so many relationships in this business so that's what i want so guys that i meet around the league and whatever i want them to do well whether yeah. their team wins or not, i'm like whatever I, you know but like no, i, I want never get, to happen for yeah. them if if i if the, if it's a player that i'm helping or a player i care about i get stressed a little bit if they're not mm-hmm. doing sure, well. if, the, sure, sure. if the player i'm helping it's bad like you don't want to be in a room with me <laughs> when they fuck up like one of one of my guys yesterday just created a really stupid fucking foul and i just 
I didn't break the TV or anything, but I, <laughs> yeah. Like, if don't watch, don't sit with me at a Florida State basketball game. <laughs> when we, you're watching Max, <laughs> we have to turn the volume off. We we only we play Chardonnay music and settle me down. I like it. And if it's I a like nighttime it. game, even during the week, I might have a cocktail just to <laughs> chill out, David. You're not coaching the team. Yeah, I'm looking forward to when he graduates. Forget for once and for all, and so that you're done. No more of this. Worry about college sports anymore. Yeah, but um. I don't know how fans do it. I, I don't like the roller coaster. Yeah. It, well, you like the merry-go-round, right? Like, it's just the highs and lows are just too much. Like, it, it really, I mean, yes, I get the joy. Like, when you win, it feels so good. But, man. It, does, go, it doesn't feel good to me. That's the problem. Yeah. You, 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 you go on NBA Twitter and you're like, God, you guys. Like, it's like so funny. We talk about the ball at times. Like, Warriors Twitter. You guys have won fucking four titles. Like, why are you angry about, like. Right. Whatever. Like, yeah, people are calling for Kerr's job. Yeah, it's like, come like on, he's man. Fucking Sam Mitchell. Come <laughs> on, man. So yeah, I said forget Jeez. it. I, I want no part of that of that anymore in my life. But we are lucky that we are in this business. We get to watch amazing playoff mm-hmm. basketball. David, we had some great games uh on Sunday. And we're gonna start with the the nightcap game. The series is now tied two two Phoenix, uh winning both their games at home now. They head back to Denver for game five on Tuesday. The headline, of course, from the story uh, is Devin Booker and his assault on on the uh, the first nine games of the playoffs. When you said assault, I got confused. <laughs> yeah, his offensive assault on the game of basketball. Um, 36.8 points per game, 7.4 assists on 62, 51, 87 shooting splits. Um, his efficiency numbers are 67 effective field goals and 71% true shooting. I mean, he is on a heater. In his last two games, he's missed nine total shots. And and scored right, and know, scored two hundred eleven points. Right, yeah, right, a, a, a billion deep points. Yeah, um, I think, and we talked about this. And by the way, uh, you know, I I do. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, KD as his teammate in this. Um, didn't shoot the ball well the prior the prior two games, but like all great scorers, all right, my shot's not falling. I'm gonna get to the free throw line. Got to the line again thirteen times last night. Um, he's rebounding the ball well. Eleven boards last night. Six assists. Um, Averaging 38 and five in these playoffs, right? So not definitely not chopped liver. Not quite the usual efficiency we're seeing, but still finding ways to impact the game and defensively help side blocks do amazing things. Um, you know, Chris Ball being injured, I think, is such an interesting thing for this team. We talked about it on our call this morning because we love Chris Ball, the point guy. We think he's incredible. But Chris plays at a certain pace. Um, and that pace plays into what the Nuggets want the Suns to do. Uh, on offense but with Booker off makes off misses they're just getting into their stuff faster and quicker and it's really helping this team and it's super juicing them and I think it's really about the evolution of Booker and what's happened with this game day you remember early in his career on those 18 and 20 win teams he was a de facto point guard in many ways and they were bad but you always talk about reference points with players well he got points right of learning this shit ain't working. Like, I'm, I need to be better at this thing. I need to be better at pick and roll. And then, of course, having Chris Paul be here the last few years, playing alongside that guy and learning from him, I just think what we're seeing from Booker has just been masterful these, these postseason. And we lose track because he's been in the league so long, came in at 19. He's only 26, and this is only his third time in the postseason. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. It's how bad Robert Sarver was. <laughs> um I I almost don't even know where to begin. There's so but much. He's he's uh, he's someone that uh, I've been recently targeting as a teaching tool for my younger players, including high school kids now, because I'm helping them 
in this new business I have. Business. Yep. Uh, but also NBA players and college players that are high level, like NBA prospects. Uh, his his um, his skill level, his strategy. I, that's a really like we, we don't think about this often enough. Um, I asked a player recently who's really loyal to me. I said, you know, what is it? What am I doing to help you so much? And I was a genuine question because you don't really know. Um, and it's different for everyone. I once had a player that I spent so much time teaching, teaching, teaching. <laughs> he was a he was a high school kid, and he ended up uh, his his high school coach told him you're going to get. You're just a division three player. Well, I trained him for two years and we had like major, like three of the four teams, his final schools were final four, final four teams in his career. The one he went to did make the final four. The other three did. Okay. He actually got hurt, but, um, he said, uh, Oh, you just helped me with my confidence so much. Fine. Like I really was hoping he would say my pick and roll teaching, whatever. He said it was confidence and it's him for everyone. Right. So I asked this player the other day and he said, um, among other things, that you you help me strategize so much better about the game, and that's what I love about Booker. I think he's really scientific about how he goes about it, and he talks about it a little bit. You know, these guys don't have to give you every secret, mm-hmm. and nor should they. Um, his his you can see it like in transition, super aggressive, because he knows the trap is coming, mm-hmm. the doubles are coming, which is incredible because mm-hmm. Kevin Durant's on the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you, you trapping Durant doesn't really help a lot. Right. He's not shaking and baking you as much as Booker might. Mm-hmm. He'll shoot over you guys. So they're trapping Booker. Maybe that'll change now. And so it's smart for him to be uber aggressive in transition, not just because the trap can't come, mm-hmm. but also be, it can't come easily. And also because it's, it's not so obvious who should come. Mm-hmm. You're distorted a little bit defensively in transition. Guys are trying to figure out, Where's my guy? But who's the threat? I can't run away from the rim if Jokic, if, if uh, well, in this case, Aiton's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet I'm a guard, so I shouldn't be on Aiton. So you have a lot of things going on. And Booker is picking those spots yes. really well, I think, and not over penetrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, but he is getting to the basket. Mm-hmm. He is not just getting second box shots, mm-hmm. side, side floaters, which he's got some of those. He's getting to the basket too. And, uh, I mean, he's just got an arsenal. So you've got you've got some guys uh, early in the career that might have one really good scoring move, and then maybe a counter to that. Booker's got multiple scoring moves and multiple counters, uh, and he can shoot the three. Mm-hmm. He's he's his handle gets him wherever he wants yeah. to go. Really, I, I told you guys today. He's you know he's like a man in full. You've heard this thing, a woman in full. I think it's a movie or a book. Mm-hmm. This is this is a guy at the peak of his game. Yeah. Athletically, yeah. basketball wise, mentally, as he ages, the athletic lyricism will come down. His mental capacity will go up. His craft might even improve some until ultimately everything kind of goes away. You know, as we're seeing LeBron, who's amazing, but right. we just this this the LeBron of eight years ago, they're champions, oh, in yeah. my opinion. Easy. By by a lot. No one's touching them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he I mean, he took far lesser teams than this stat team he's got mm-hmm. to finals and championships. Mm-hmm. So Booker is, I mean, if you if you think of who is who is at their absolute peak in, in basketball, start going through the best players in the game, 
Uh, AD, no, because he's injured he's too hurt, often. Right? It's him. It's Booker. It's Jokic, right? Like Booker, Jokic, it's the, Giannis, Giannis, probably not. Right, Maybe dropped a tiny a bit, bit. A little bit, right? Yeah. And B's always hurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Tatum, kind of not quite mm-hmm. where he was, mm-hmm. although Tatum should be there. Brown, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, Jaw's not there yet. Jaw's still ascending. He's ascending. Yep. Yeah. Maybe Tatum is too, but Booker's there. Yeah. And um, it's just a incredible sight to see. I'm, I'm a huge, I wasn't a huge fan when he came out. I don't really know him very well. I've, I've grown to really respect him greatly. It is, you know, it's funny you mentioned the, the scientist and how he's studying. So you mentioned what he's doing in the, in, the full, in the full court and on transition, and you can see it. David, he's also inviting the double team in the half court. Yeah, he, he's slow. Because he, he knows where it's coming from. And he made this Jokic-esque pass to the opposite side. He was, on the, he was on the right corner of the court, waited for the double to come. He saw where the rotation was going to be. He knew Landry's going to be wide open. So not even the skip to Durant to Landry. He said, forget that. I'm going straight cross to Landry, wide open. And Landry hit shots yesterday, five of eight or nine from three, which is fantastic. Um, it's just you're seeing someone who, who, who gets it. It's starting to click. You know, they always players always say, the game slowing down and you, you're like oh yeah you, it, it's starting to slow down for him like you can it's on rewind for <laughs> you right you, you can he's like no I he already this. knows what's happening he's backing <laughs> up and then playing um it's funny uh and i'm writing a piece as you know mm-hmm. on booker this week i think uh probably today and tomorrow and um uh you know he th- this henry made a point this morning the sun's four days ago like who thought they could be two and two? Right. I mean, it was obviously possible, of course, yeah, but it didn't look likely. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I love that part of the narrative. Yes, you know, we we, we I, I once had someone Gerard say to me, this is a Hall of Fame high school coach said to me, he he's older than me by maybe ten years. He said, I wish I had the confidence you had as a coach. <laughs> and this guy, and he was probably a much better coach than me, uh, at least you know five on five anyway. Um, and the truth is, I'm confident. I'm supposed to be confident. I'm not so confident, but I'm not supposed to be confident. I think, anyway. I don't know what's going to happen in these playoffs. Right. I, I have some ideas as to what might happen, as opposed to maybe the average fan who may not even know that. But there's a lot of so-called experts out there <laughs> who just are sure of this and sure of that. And right. like, no, it doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah. Like there is, there is no black and white in this. No. There's so much gray. Uh, a Landry Shamit? Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he had really? no, he no minutes. He was right. getting zero minutes. <laughs> right. This is my point. Yeah. Um, these are these are. There's so many variables, and and uh, the team that can f- maybe find a rhythm and stay with it mm-hmm. has a big advantage. It helps to have Booker and Durant for sure. For sure. There's a lot of margin for error with those two cats. Uh, you know, and I understand David in ways why. I'm not even going to talk about media here, but like how fans can like get crazy about a team going down 0-2 or up 2-0, right? Because by definition, playoffs are small sample size, right? You lose two or three in a row in the playoffs. If you lose three, it's not good, right? You're probably going home, right? You lose yeah, two in a row, you're, you're, de- you're probably down 0-2, right? So that's right because you don't have, oh, we got 60 more games to play. No, I'm, I may only have two more games to play. So I get the urgency and the nervousness that, or anxiety that sets in from Oh my God, we just lost two and all. Yeah, because you might go home now. But these guys, you know, been in the playoffs. A guy like Durant's been down on two before. Like, you're like, all right, we, we got to go to go home. Let's win one game. They won game three. All right, let's win. Now we're we're back level now. So now what does it become? Best of three, right? Like, who can get to four out of the next three games? That that's the goal. And we always say winner of game. Five and a tied two-two series is going to go on to win ninety whatever yeah. percent of the time. I, I, we say it because that's the stat. Right. I don't know what the stat is, right. but it's it's I think it's, it's, I think it's about ninety-six percent, something like that. 
Yeah. Um, listen, if you're Denver, you've got Jokic. Yes. Who, by the way, was excellent last night. 53 no, points. Excellent does not, excellent <laughs> does not do. Be, give me a better word than that. Uh, this is not old Gerard. This is new Gerard. Sublime. Yeah, yeah. Otherworldly. He was. He was. Otherworldly. 53? 53. Um, Come on. And the shots he was making, and you, a, a, a point you made up was Durant's uh, commentary about him in the postgame. He's like, I kind of don't like when Jokic makes shots because you think, oh, it's so unorthodox. Left hand, now nah, it's going to miss. Fuck, it goes in. Like, <laughs> He was really complimentary yes, of him, right? Very complimentary of him. Well, because yeah. greatness knows, Take, knows greatness, right? Hey, Dil- hey Dylan Brooks, <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I, I, I always, uh, I, I may have told you this story once before where I was coaching a very good high school team. We had won like 17 straight games, and we were one of the best teams in the state. We were playing in a tournament. Uh, and, you know, on the road in a neutral site, um, but in the city of the a team in Orlando that we were playing. And a bunch of our young cats were just like talking so much noise about this other mm-hmm. team who mostly had white players. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a very good team. And our best player who had been around the country mm-hmm. competing at the highest level events, he's like, you dumbasses, <laughs> like, it don't matter. Right, these dudes can ball. <laughs> I know these guys. Some of them played the circuit with me. Mm-hmm. Like, no, these guys can really play. Ah, we'll be fine. Well, we got beat. Yeah. It was the first loss of the year. It was a good, good lesson good, for our good guys. Good learning lesson. I, I, the best players normally have the most respect. Yes, because they know. Like, I saw Draymond Green picking AD up off the ground yeah, in game sure four. Did. He sure did. He reached out and picked him right he up. He sure did. Like, you know what? Yeah. Don't poke the bear. It's like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? I mean, Durant talking about Jokic is like, look, that. Jokish Murray two man game is almost unstoppable. We know we're not going to shut them guys down. Like he said, he's, I didn't guys, hear that he's like, we're not going to shut those guys. You're just not. But yeah. as you, it's blackjack, right? You're, you're, you're you have to yeah, figure out, okay, math. what can we take oh, away? Math. What can we get yeah. an advantage here, or there? Yeah. Like you're trying to deal as many 16s as possible. And you know that even at 12, 13, 14, these guys are going to draw the right card yes. plenty of times. They will. This isn't, this isn't the Charlotte Bob game. <laughs> right. They're not the Hornets. Charlotte the Hornets. Hornets. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. That's what I always say, right? You're not playing those crap teams. These guys are awesome. Jokic is a two-time MVP for a reason. Like, he's yeah. really good at basketball. Um, should, have, should have been three-time, but that's Should have been three-time. But, you know, listen, I, I, happy for him being. Kudos to not, Yeah, it wasn't like they gave it to some bum. Well, any, if any one of those three guys won it, as we said, we're like, okay. Like, they were they were excellent this year. Uh, a final point I have about Booker, and I, I, I just love it. It's a story I bring up all the time, but it's the one you told me about yeah. his workout. And, you know, you're playing king of the court or whatever the game is. And, all right, book, we got to work on these other guys, though. So you got to get off now. He's like, fuck that. I keep making – you said you get off when you miss shots. I haven't missed. I'm staying. Like, look, every guy in the NBA is competitive, right? You're not going to make it in this league if you're not. But, David, I think that competitiveness, the early losing and the lessons from that, he carries himself, David, in such a mature fashion. Look, it's very odd to say on a team with Chris Paul – and with Kevin Durant, who's historically the greatest player of those three, this is Devin Booker's team. And he's acting and comporting himself like it is. And they all, Katie's like, yeah, we're, I'm, we're rolling with Book. However Book leads this is what we're going to do. And I think that's an important step for, again, he's young, 26, with this 26-year-old uh, young man to really experience in this league. Yeah, KD reminds me of um, Curry when KD was there. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I think KD learned a little bit. Not that KD, he was the newcomer in both situations, but um, he's he's the better player. For sure. Although Booker's playing better right now. Not by a lot. Um, I think Curry taught KD, like, there's a way to do this. Mm-hmm. 
and still get eat all you want. All you want. And and Katie's so gifted at that. And um and Booker has handled it well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so far anyway, Denver Denver's helped him mm-hmm. by not making it hard mm. enough on him, probably. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Nuggets. So Monty, surprisingly, you know, we said all year, oh, that number five starter. We're like, yikes. We're gonna do Josh Koji, Court Tory Craig. And honestly, whatever Monty decided in that fifth spot, you're giving up one side of the floor for the right. other, right? For the other, right. So okay, Kogi can guard, but he cannot make a shot. Craig can hit shots, not can't, can't guard as well as maybe he once could. And so this was your right. challenge. Monty said, screw that. I'm going all hey. offense today. And that helps because now with the space, you have to you can't just leave Landry alone. Landry will make open jump shots. All right. That's one person now away from the corner and spacing. And I think that's what most fans that I think don't realize, David, because these guys are so great. A guy like KD can hit shots in crowds and it, but it's better to play basketball in space. Yes. Like you you want space. Yeah, for sure. Especially for anyone that wants to have a chance to drive and Durant, as you said, uh Phoenix after game two, it just hadn't been shooting threes or free throws. And so KD is probably their best free throw magnet. Uh, Aiton's not. Booker, mm-hmm. to some degree, is. But he's small. Um, and he's not super athletic. No. He's just crafty. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, normally fouls are – crafts can draw fouls, but sheer power and athleticism draw yes. more because guys just have to grab you and whatever. Um, it really happens all the time. So they've, they've just kind of – they've kind of found a way to mesh. And Monty, it worked out this time. If Landry doesn't play as well mm-hmm. – you know, you got to keep rotating guys. Put in, uh, they, at least they've at least they've got some. Cleveland couldn't find no, a guy to play the fifth they, spot. They put in them. Terrence Ross. They put in right, like just yeah. anybody who can shoot and create a little. That's someone the defense has to honor, as opposed to shoot a fit, shoot a Literally, yeah. oh, this guy's in the game. I don't even care. Turn around. I'm not. I'm yeah. not worried about him. And th- this helps. And so now you you sound like you sound like AD. <laughs> we'll talk about him in a minute. Oh, Jamichael Green. Yeah, whatever. I'm not going out there. Um, you know, I. I in these two games, you, I thought Malone did not go to his bench enough, and he could have probably done some other things. Um, I wonder, too, you win your first two games at home doing what you do. Do you that lull you into a sense of, ah, oh, what we got is fine. It's just going to keep working, right? You always say, just because it worked in game two doesn't mean it's going to work in game three. And I feel like maybe Mike didn't try to figure out, oh, you know, let's see if I can get some other some minutes for more minutes for Christian Brown. Let's see if I can get uh, who's the athletic uh, wing they have on the bench that hasn't played at all. Uh, this postseason, the young kid for for Denver. Um, I got to pull up. The not episode. Christian Brown because he's not, not Christian bit. Brown. Um, I'll, I'll pull it up in a minute. But not playing Thomas Bryant, right? Like different things they can do to get other. Reggie Jackson's not playing. Reggie Jackson's not right. It's like he's pretty good on ball with juice, right? Like so, maybe he might do that in Game Five now because now Game Five is like suddenly a must win for both teams. Not as must win for Phoenix as it is for Denver. Um, uh, although, um, you know. Could Denver win the last two? Sure. But um, uh, it's what I've been afraid for Denver for a while now is they just have – their non-Jokic minutes are a killer. Mm-hmm. Like those the three guys that came off the bench got murdered, all double figures. Zeke Naji is who I was thinking of who hasn't gotten any. Zeke, yeah. 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 Play Zeke. Mm-hmm. Play Thomas. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thomas has had great games against Phoenix before. Mm-hmm. He had great games against the Nuggets. They fucked that up months a month and a half ago. Zeke Naji was hurt, came back. They played him some instead of Bryant. Then they don't play him. And so they're stuck with what they're stuck with. And I think it's a shame. And I, I think it's, it's what I've always been worried about Denver. And um, and uh, it's coming to fruition right now. Yeah. It, it you know, you, you rightfully so. You said, okay, let's, you know, it, Malone. And, and I said at the beginning of the season when we did our, our 
beginning of the series when we did our preview, I said this is going to be a coaching series, which coach makes adjustments, does different things, right? Neither, to me and my eyes, are great at it or do it a lot. And when I say great, they're not Ty Lue and Eric Spolster, right? Who were like, again, we're going to just whatever works. They don't seem to do that. Monty doing it a little bit more than Mike Malone. And so is Malone going to eventually do that? No, we'll we'll find out uh, as time goes on. He's going to have to. Um, there was a stat on a, one of those, um, you know, NBA Twitter accounts about players and what they're doing on both sides of the, of the floor. And it's pretty cool, right? So you see the players in tears. Devin Booker is all the way to the right by himself on Devin Booker Island, right? In like the highest tier of like playing, playing well on both sides of the ball. Then the next group, Nicole Jokic all by himself. And then, you know, the names you start knowing. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Jimmy Butler. Okay. And then on the other, the left side, Tier seven. Yes, playing terribly, Dylan Brooks and DeAndre Ayton. Right, that was before game four. So he did better, he did not great, eight better. rebounds, mm-hmm. better on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, Ayton left game three yes. without talking to the media. People thought he was mad at Monty. He handled yes, he it well. Said, I would have taken me out too. Like, there's yeah. professional pride there, right? Like, he knows Good for you, DeAndre. I did not play well. And when you don't play well, like you're going to feel some type of way about it. Usually bad, right? And he knows I was bad. But what am I going to do? I can't, if I'm playing poorly, I can't play in this game. And that, and that's what yeah. happened. Londale was giving them, and that he's been someone, David, again, you look at his box stats, people are going to be like, uh, what's this guy do? But And it's noisy, but still, playoffs for small sample size. Highest plus minus on the team yesterday, plus 16. He, yes, now he does play with Booker and Durant always, so that helps, but his activity and the ferocity he plays with is something that clearly Monty's needs and the team needs that he's not getting from Aiton and Jacques is giving it to them. And it's like, hey, man, we don't have time to worry about feelings right now. If Jacques's giving it to us, he's going to play. And I think, too, when he gets the ball, which is why I think Biombo's not playing. You mentioned this, right? He's a little bit smarter about what to do with the ball I, when doubles come. I, I'm only guessing. I have not studied it yet, but I'm guessing, yeah, that that he's not better in defense. No. Uh, maybe they feel like he needs to be on the perimeter more. And Jake's Jock's bitch. Jock. Jake, uh, Jock is better than, than, uh, than Bismack, mm-hmm. who's a good paint protector. Um, and then offensively, possibly, I I'm just guessing that because of the doubles coming for Booker, they want other guys to read the game better. Maybe we make a play with mm-hmm. the ball. Uh, that's my guess anyway. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's, you know, this is, we talk about all the time stars matter, of course, but secondary and role players matter. And if you don't have, those guys, or if you don't build trust in them throughout the the, the season, you're not going to be able to count on them come postseason time. It just won't work. And so, kudos to 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 Monty's guys for for finding ways to to play well. All right, David. The first game uh, on Sunday, overtime, Sixers Celtics. That series also tied up now at two games apiece. Well, we're going to get to whether or not you call a timeout late in games uh, in a minute. But first, just a. Uh, extraordinary Harden game he's been really good like in the, in the in the in the games that he's played really really well in he's had some awesome awesome playing he's shooting the three well playmaking uh at the end of that game Joel double double teamed he makes the pass out to Harden catch and shoot no didn't even hesitate no dribble no nothing just put it up they went up by one I believe if I'm not mistaken with, yeah. with that three yeah um yeah he was just great and he had the actual the floater in the at the rim to, and the regulation to put the game into overtime, um, which was, again, outstanding. And, you know, James Harden's a guy who, you know, in his prime, this is an MVP, you know, he's 
That's right, best, best player, best player in the world. and he, he had that moniker yeah. for for a few years. He's that good. Um, but it was nice for them to see that. And again, this is the stuff of Daryl Morey's fever dreams, right? This is why I got my guy James Harden <laughs> here to do these things. And so, look, two two. I think we said it. This series is going to go long. We and it's clearly going to go at least six, um, probably seven. And I, I am excited. What were your takeaways uh, from the game? And we'll get into late to timeout or not timeout and all that. I thought that um, Philly. I mean, I think Philly is very deep. One of the one of the deeper teams left. Uh, uh, James was terrific the whole time. Um, Maxi's trying to get going. MB MB did not shoot well, but I thought he played pretty well. Very active defensively in the paint too. I thought Boston Jalen Brown an amazing start, and then kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. And th- that's something a little concerning. I agree. What's going on with that? Tatum was terrible to start, and then nine to twelve to finish. Nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> if it'd be nice if they both could play well time. for three quarters yeah. at the same time. Yeah, that's when they're at their best. Um, I thought it'd be a great series. I still think it's going to finish up strong. Um, Harden was so bad in game two and three, so good, amazing in game one and four. They they need to find him a little more. He needs to find more evenness. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he has to be that great for them yeah. to win. Um, and maybe if he's playmaking more, maybe someone else can he do 25 points and 12, yeah. 13 assists, right? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, Maxi doing mm-hmm. better. Their bench guys, you know, Tobias was okay yesterday, wasn't great. Um, Boston is they can't get there, but that doesn't mean they won't. It doesn't mean they won't. You never know when they flew Golden State last year, really turned it up. Mm-hmm. You know, Memphis was giving us mm-hmm. some trouble, and then boom, up. and they were great, mm-hmm. you know, then Boston gave them trouble, then they won three straight and won the championship. Boston's got that kind of upside. We've been saying this about Boston really since, I'd say they started like taking their foot off the gas sometime around February-ish. And we're like, all right, like what's going on? And I said to you this morning on our call, Boston just doesn't look connected to me. Like like, they're just kind of like out here, you know, and then we'll we'll talk about the the play now. So Harden makes the three. David, you think it was what, 19 seconds left in the game? I thought I thought it was at nineteen or seventeen. Either way, when he hit that last either shot. way, they had the ball with they could have held well. They did held it a little too long. Last shot, right? No one was going to get the ball back. The shot clock was off. Okay, Henry, as you know, um, is a proponent, and the data says um, no timeouts in those situations um, because for the data says that when you call timeouts, it actually the expected uh, success for the offense, the offensive team goes down. And it makes sense, right? The defense gets a chance to set. We figure out, okay, I'm going to get my right guys in. I know what the matchup is. I know who's where. Randomness, which is what happens, right, after the ball's inbounded. Oh, shit, let me go find my guy. And if you're racing and pushing the ball up, you're, David always says, right, when you've got to think multiple things, it's danger time for defenses. Mistake, mistakes Exactly. Happen, yeah. And that, when you when you call the timeout, that allows for less mistakes because you know this is where we're running. We're, we're switching screens. We're not. We're doing whatever it is you're told to do. You know what to do. Okay, they didn't call a timeout. Fine. They're running. All right, Tatum's got the ball. And they just, to your point, until the call this morning, no sense of urgency, right? Like enough time, 19, but like you got to still move with some verve and some pace. They actually run a decent action, right? And a, a screening action, get the ball. Tatum, and Tatum said in his post game, uh, you know, I probably should have gone a second early and I didn't with my move, right? And so he admitted, I, I should have done that. They actually got the ball in the market smart and he ended up making the shot. It's just, well, you're a Half a second too late. It would have been cold <laughs> if he made if that counts. Like that place was rocking. Yes. Harden hits that three. Yes. If smart, if that if smart got, I, I thought it was not 
Good. Yeah, so did, I. so did I. But I've been wrong before. And turns out it was a couple of yeah. tenths of a yeah. second late. Um, I, I think that, well, first of all, Smart came down the court and stopped. Right then, I would have called the timeout. Because now, the only thing the timeout gives them is a chance to put in their defensive players. They had a bunch right. anyway on the court. Smart was on the court. Derek mm-hmm. White's on the court. Tatum and Brown right. on the court. Like, what are you doing right. anyway? Um, uh, because... The advantage of the of the randomness that you're talking about uh, is mitigated when you stop, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. stopped. So the clock's ticking. You're not sure what to do. They can organize, right? They can organize uh, 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 defensively yeah. because Smart stopped, then gave to Tatum. He stopped. They could organize again, and Tatum actually, I thought, should have shot yeah. the ball. Yeah. He just did. Embiid wasn't that close to him. He could have got it off. I mean, maybe thirty-five percent so shot, it, it, but better than a zero. Been, was too if late. he could gotten the shot off, right, could, and Embiid would eventually rotate. Have been what a second box jumper, maybe. It would have been out just outside the okay. second box. He could have stopped at ten feet. He can or make so, that though. Which That's is in his wheelhouse for sure. He can make it. Embiid wasn't close. And if he leaves, you know, to, ideally to me, first of all, you want to shoot as fast as you can when you're down one, and you give a chance to tip and yes. foul. Uh, uh, th- so that was over as soon as Smart stopped. Now you're just hoping to get a shot off, and they didn't. But if you you want to get a shot and a chance for a tip, especially off a drive where you draw and beat over, and now there's a chance to get the tip with the help. Um, and it just it just didn't happen. And uh, I learned from it, guys. But still, you lost a chance to end the series almost. It wouldn't be over. But yeah, three one is mm-hmm. and. Uh, now, you know, now it's, to me, it's not anyone's series. I think Boston's a slight favorite, but by all means, Philly can win this. I mean, yeah, it, once it's 2-2, right, we know this. Anything can happen at this point, right? And, and clearly, you want to win that game five, go up 3-2, because now the pressure is all, like, they have to win two straight, right, including one on the road. Um, and then if you're the higher seed like Boston is, right, the pressure of, well, shit, we're supposed to go back and win the finals this year. Now we might even get back to the conference finals, right? Those little things matter, and and, and that'll start in, impacting them potentially uh, in some ways. I, I'm with you. I, I think that this series is still going to be exciting. Like I, you know, but because Boston still has that gear to get to, which they haven't yet, where they can just really turn it up. And it's like oh, Tatum Brown doing their thing. And I did, you know, post game, and it's nothing. I don't want to make a big deal about anything, but I just, you know, Jason Tatum was asked, you know, how do you get Jalen Brown more involved? He's like, uh, you know, maybe he's got a push with the ball more or we gotta be more it's just they the two of them when they talk don't sound like they're two stars like in sync right it's like yeah we we, we got a thing going like the way nicola and jamal murray talk after a win or a loss right like the way steph and draymond like they just they don't seem to be in sync and again i'm not out here saying that they have friction or not i'm not saying any of that i'm just saying for a team that wants to win an nba title it's two best players don't seem to be simpatico and dancing to the same beat right now and that's concerning i think you're saying you're suspicious <laughs> well listen i spent enough time around henry i'm gonna get suspicious about everything <laughs> yeah, I, i'm suspicious we'll see what happens in the offseason yeah yeah it's just what's 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 ironic is uh the the sports fans in boston who have clamored for Jalen Brown to be mm-hmm. all NBA, the, the more influential mm-hmm. ones, the guys on mm-hmm. podcasts, whatever, uh, they're clamoring for him to get all NBA so that the Celtics 
You're the only right, ones that correct. can pay him. So that he, he stays. might not make all NBA. And that's ironic only because it may not. Well, no, he may. The, the irony would be if he and Tatum end up not really, they just want a yeah, divorce. Yeah. I don't know. Right, I'm not right. saying they do. Last year, we wrote an article that no, everything's fine. Tatum's just right. missing shots. But it would be ironic if it turns out they keep him because of the Supermax and they don't want yeah, to be together. Yeah. It yeah. just, it's just a little, little off. And by the way, you're two, you're one and two guys aren't to be best friends to win a title. We've seen plenty of examples of that in history where, where it, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, but maybe, you know, he, he, he wants some different things there. And by the way, I do love this, you know, your big unaccountability. Tatum said, I'm sorry, Brown said after regulation, the Harden uh, catch and shoot three, that was me. Bad read. He's like, I should not have doubled down at, in, at that moment. And I like that. He was like, oh, no, I, that was that was my bad. Yeah. Shouldn't have. I, I'm a big jelly. No, he's, he's, he's fantastic. All right, guys. Uh, quick commercial break, and we will be right back. All right, David. The other series, game five, uh, four, is tonight. The Lakers have a 2-1 series lead after a beatdown in game three, um, which didn't look like that was where it was going. Golden State had a 13-point lead. Uh, I don't know. In the Second was, quarter? Yeah, I don't remember 13. It was 40-29, like eight to go second quarter. I don't remember if they scored again, maybe 42-29. But, yeah, they were up double figures. In the and I was quarter. like, uh-oh, yeah. not looking good, Lakers. Warriors are going to come in here, take this, and go up 2-1. And then, yeah, AD was doing some things. Braun was doing some things. You, you talked about on our call this morning about how, you know, LeBron, you know, he, obviously he's 38, so he can't rev it up all the time. But when he does decide to rev it up, that engine still runs pretty hot. He can still chase down some balls and do some amazing things. He just can't do it all the time because he's an old man. Um, and I, I, we'd be remiss if we didn't point out the play that everyone's talking about where he's trying to chase down and he had to jump into the stands and run up the tunnel. And as David said this morning, us old guys know what that means. He can't stop on a dime. That's why he has to keep running. And it's like, yeah. And when you're a young person, you can easily just and pull up. He just, those brakes don't, those shocks, they're <laughs> They are worn, man. He, and of course, the foot, as we suspect, probably needs surgery. So he, he, could he be cannot. He has to keep going to, and then slow himself down as he, yeah. as, as he goes in order, in order to stop moving. And that's a lot of weight to slow down, right? Like he's a big, big man. Right. Uh, but I, I was impressed with the Lakers. And, you know, at this point, and you, this is, a, I mean, this is a compliment to you. I'm no longer impressed by your basketball knowledge because you're very knowledgeable. So when you say things now, I just believe you. Uh, you said, guys, the Lakers roster prior was pretty good. This one that Rob Lincoln got, even better. Like, this ain't the problem. The roster is fantastic. And David, their depth, Dennis Schroeder, D'Angelo Russell, also needs, of course, Rui Hachimura. Like, I thought Rui would eventually like, all right, this guy's going to start missing shots again. Not Like, he's just, that percentage is just better than what he's been shooting all regular season. This roster is very, very good. And if LeBron and AD, through duct tape, you know, silly putty, spit, whatever. If they can just hold it together and not be Mr. Potato Head, this team could possibly win an NBA championship. Am I crazy? No, not at all. Um, yeah, they're super deep. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's been amazing the last couple of games. Uh, my favorite play of the weekend was uh, the late um, – the, Warriors have some kind of driving action. AD goes to help. And D'Angelo Russell uh, blocks out Looney hard. Like that that was not happening for the Lakers for much of this season. When AD left the paint, or any big, left the paint, 
Nobody was cracking back on on that mm-hmm. big man to keep off the glass. And no surprise in the playoffs, they've locked that down a little bit better. And I've given Darv credit for that. Uh, you shouldn't need a coach to do it. Sometimes you do. Never that he gets the credit. The players, the players know what to do as well. And um, yeah, they just you know we're not going to. It's like Harden, yeah. right. two games in four. He's been amazing. AD, LeBron, like AD's well, not. Been AD has been on the every other right. It's every other game is good. So it's like so we yeah. expect him to be bad then tonight based on. And he's not. And he's not guarding anybody. And he's because of that, he's guarding everybody. He's in the paint all the time. He doesn't care about Jermichael Green shooting. We said on the show Thursday that the Warriors will try Looney on the bench, Jermichael Green, because he can shoot. But they'll probably get back to their starting five. I I still ex- suspect the and, same. I don't think if they're going to lose, they're right. lose and, and if the Lakers are like, fine, if Jermichael Green shoots, makes 40 points a game, then we're losing. Well, that's what we're going to live with. We're not going to live yeah. with them other that, dudes. Yeah, they're trying to keep AD in the paint as much as possible. There are some counters that they, the, the Warriors can – the whole problem for the Warriors is if we if we allow AD to live in the paint, we can take as many threes as we want because he can't curl protect like mm-hmm. he wants to. Uh, um, but that means we're just reliant on our outside shot. And so we're going to lose every game. We don't shoot amazingly well. Uh, uh, not that they can't on the finals to score in the paint. They can. They're doing some of that. But largely, Davis controls the paint. So um, they don't want to do that. They want to get to the rim more. They want to get to the free throw line more. These are important things to them. And uh, and so the Lakers are, you know, they're mm-hmm. foiling that because they're leaving AD in there. And he's just a mess. Uh, I, this is a perfect mess. to discuss this. So you have coined the Warriors offense, Cuisinart. Um, I think oh, Henry came Cuisinart. up with it. Okay. I think so. Um, but, you know, remember. but everyone knows, right? You, everyone who has a Cuisinart or some other brand food processor in their house. You put a potato or any kind of thing in there and, and watch those slices go through. Shit's just flying all over the place. That is the Warriors offense, right? Back screens, back cuts, ball movement, player movement. And that makes you tired as a defense, right? Great Hubie Brown. You set screens to make defenders think. Well, you're doing nothing but thinking against the Warriors because everyone is live and constantly moving. But what I noticed, and that is the preferred way that they want to play, that Kerr wants to play, this philosophy, all the things. Here's the thing I noticed, though, over the course of their run and through playoffs, especially as you get deeper in the playoffs. That's how they start out every series. That's how they want to play. Other teams know this is what they want to do and start mucking up and taking away their favorite things. All right. Then we go to our second thing, which is, well, we still have Steph Curry, who's very good. High pick and roll up at the top, right? And let him cook his guy, get in the switch, whatever, one-on-one. That is really against Steve's ethos. He doesn't like that kind of basketball, but they've got a player who can do it. So they do it, and it works often often very well. But as a team, I don't know that it's their high comfort zone, right? Because, again, the motion and everybody involved is how they play. And then when it gets a real late in the series, like a game seven, we saw what we saw against Sacramento. Curry, you're taking 45 shots and everybody else, just get your ass on the boards and rebound and do whatever, right? That's, of, of all the three styles, that's probably Curry's least favorite way of playing basketball. But sometimes you got to just do that. When you got the best player in the series, fuck it. We, we got to take the advantage. I do think that is interesting because we always talk about coaches and being pragmatic and it's a weird sort of like reverse, a devolve that happens with the Warriors. Like, it's like, fine, I guess if I have to play this way, we will, but I don't want to play that way. You you notice that with the Warriors? Well, you can't. He'll, he'll Every day down. he'll wear down. Yeah. Um, uh, what I saw about the Warriors is I thought they were garbage in in executable plays. Mishandling passes at the rim. AD caused a lot of the trouble. He's just so good. such a presence. Shots that he blocked easily that shouldn't have been taken. Fumbled balls out of bounds. Overpassing. 
Uh, Jordan Poole just he, being an abomination. Just stupid decisions and turnovers. It's almost like something happened to him at the beginning of the season that might have caused him to not play well. I wonder what it was. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's there's attacks of punching teammates <laughs> in the head. Uh, Draymond's throwing the ball to him a lot now. It's not helping so much. So I'm not oh, cutting him out, no, that's never, for sure. Never. But yeah, they're, they're yeah, rotating. It, it, it is. Right and, you know, we mentioned that how many guys besides the beyond the five do just does, does, does Kurt trusts right now, right? Looney, maybe a little yeah, less than what less than right? what Darwin. And so, does. and this is what you said was always going to be their advantage, but you worry that Darwin would play LeBron and AD too much and not get into his bench, and they got a kind of a nice bonus because of the Warriors not playing well and the Lakers playing better. Right, LeBron got and AD got the fourth, actually a little bit of the end of the third and the whole fourth off because. The Warriors couldn't yeah. make a run. That to me was a really big deal. The fact that Golden State couldn't stay connected to the lead, to the score, uh, is a was a big help to the Lakers getting the rest they need, which will make a big factor possibly yeah. in game four. And it's you know, it, I mean, you, you would agree with this. Not, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it'd be behoove the the Lakers right to try to get this series over as quickly as possible, right? Try to get this game tonight and go up three one because the later it goes cuz it's, it's every other there's no i don't think the rest there's no two or three days the rest of this series right i think you're right this I think goes right. to 7 i don't like their chances right cuz they're going to play tons of minutes those guys are old so they got to really try their best to so they could put the stroke chokehold on the warriors tonight and go up 3-1 i they'll mean they'll try they'll, every they'll try. team wants to do yeah every team wants to do that golden state shouldn't be so panicked in the paint when ad's there if they block it they block it they block it like just play I think For we'll sure. see a better effort from Golden State. Yeah, and, and you'll see Looney. Game. They're not going to do that Jermichael Green thing anymore. They're going to go back to. I, I, I don't think, right. think so, but I've I not read about right. it yet. Yeah, he'll play, but I think Looney will play. Um, Draymond Green, as everyone knows, has his own podcast, the uh, Draymond Green Show, <laughs> creatively enough. He, he talked about game three, but he gave a lot of love to Steve Kerr on how much he learned uh, about winning from Steve Kerr, who's, you know, from as a player and as a coach. Steve Kerr's won a lot, nine championships. This guy knows a, knows a thing or two about winning titles. Um, and I thought it was great because Draymond, in many ways, is the ultimate winner, right? Does all the things that teams need to win games, but he's still learning how to win. Well, except for well. he can't finish <laughs> that, that part, that piece. He did, he did reputationally, <laughs> um, that's who he is. But he's, he's like, how much yeah. he's learned from, from, uh, from Kerr. I know you have some thoughts on that. I have some I want to drop to you, but g- give me your thoughts on what you heard Draymond say. Yeah, I think, you know, he's a typical guy to coach, but but also an easy guy to coach in that he's he's going to bring effort all the time. And um, I think as we age, we, we if, if you've won a lot with someone, you can see their, their positives more so than their flaws. And I, I think that he's gained a newfound respect for how Steve's done it over the years. And even if he isn't being truthful, you want to generate positive karma around the team when you're dealing, when you're playing yeah. LeBron. And AD. So it's funny that you said, even if he isn't being truthful, I'm not saying he isn't being truthful. What I'm saying is, well, this is a very interesting time for Draymond. He may not be back next season. Um, right. So he has a player option uh, for next year. Now, if he exercises it, well, he's going to be back unless they trade him, right? Which they certainly can, right? Expiring, whatever. So how much of this is like, either engendering goodwill like no guys i still want to be here and or saying my goodbyes this has been a great time like whenever the season ends for us this is probably going to be it for me here so that's what i'm watching because there's going to be changes in in san francisco regardless of what they do this postseason that involve dre and most likely uh clay thompson so we'll we'll see how that all plays out that's how i read it anyway yeah yeah, um, no, good point you wanted to talk about uh steve kerr uh you know he had had comments 
earlier in the postseason about Giannis when Giannis talked about there's no failure in sports. Um, and Kerr, you know, Kerr had a nice, um, you know, he's how lucky we are as a league to have a superstar like Giannis, right? Someone who could be the face of the league with that kind of humility and perspective on where we are and what matters in sports. And I know that matters to you so much because we always say, right, coaching, first in the business to inspire, right? Like that's, yeah, X's and O's and play matters, but none of that's going to matter if I can't inspire the person across from me. Well, I've never, I've never served the military, nor should I probably ever do so. Um, and so I don't know what life and death situation means when there's an enemy. Like I've been in close calls of dying, like in car wrecks or whatever, or near car wrecks, some very scary ones. But uh, there wasn't the other side trying to kill me. It was just an accident. Um, this is war is crazy. I don't know how people uh, perform under pressure yeah, right. of death right. if they screw up. No, this isn't that. And I really think our job as coaches to get players, build an environment where they can play the best they could possibly play. And so I don't think by setting up an example of it's win or we're dead yes, is helpful. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. And I think Giannis is basically saying that in a sense, that, that, that you can call the season a failure if you want. P- people I respect like Zach Lowe mm-hmm. said it was a failure. You can label it if you want to. Giannis – it doesn't make right. sense for them to label it. It only right. adds angst. And the game's, the the game's hard enough as it is. They don't need stress. more stress. Right. Right. Uh, at the end of the day, like he, is he going to remember that series against Miami? Yes. Is he going to remember other series more? Yes. You know? I, I, I just – I like that Steve Kerr jumped on it because his job is to create that environment for many players to play as well as possible. Everyone's rowing the same way, the mm-hmm. same time and all of that. And – recognizing things that Giannis said that have value. I well, you know, we talk that. about Kerr a lot and his, you know, how he's one of the better coaches in the league. And so much of what he's brilliant at is uh, EQ, right? Um, his emotional intelligence and just yeah. that impact of that influence that he has right now. Of course, he's a veteran team that's won championships, so that makes it a little bit easier. But still, Draymond is a difficult employee, as we've talked about, right? You've got a young guy in Jordan Poole and John Kamingo who want minutes and who want to do different things, right? So, yep. And again, yep. he has his basketball pedigree comes from, right? Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich, right? Chief nine rings. Chief 11 Chief rings. 11 Chief 11 rings. rings. Yeah. So he, yeah. and he's taking bits and pieces from both of them and figure out and merging in with his own philosophy and his ethos and how he uh, inspires and leads. And I think this is all. This is the part about it that I think fans don't often see. They just think, oh, coach, call the timeout and drive a play. Sometimes it's that. But sometimes it's just, hey, man, you know, I think everything's good. Remember to breathe right here. Like you said to Steph in game seven. Probably going to get you maybe two minutes here. But, you know, just breathe. Okay. Like, what the fuck are you going to tell Steph Curry? He's already know. He knows. But just, oh, by the way, you might forget this because you're so locked in. Just breathe. We're going to be good. Right? He's not making it seem like, okay, don't, don't worry. You're... I, I, if we lose right. this season, it's a failure. Oh my God. I'm not going to rush you at all in the second half. I know it's going to be a lot. Like, what? Why am I introducing that into my converse? All good. Breathe. I'll get you some moments here. We'll still call time out here. No problem. Calm. Because these guys, I, I can only imagine what it's like on the floor in a playoff game. The intense emotions going through your body and mind. Fucking crazy. Now I got this maniac on the sideline yelling and screaming about failures. Like, that's not helping. At least for me. If I was a player, I don't want that. It doesn't help me. <laughs> it doesn't help right. me at all. <laughs> right. Right. 
Uh, I should add. Um, <laughs> well, yes, his his off court, uh, you know, conversations not, not just the old yeah, white dude. Not, not, come not, on, man, not like, our favorite of all people. At all. You have uh, the other Come series, on. Game Four tonight, Heat blow out the Knicks in Game Three. Um, on our call this morning, David said, I- "I'm just going to say the Nick because there wasn't a team of Knicks that were playing that game. <laughs> one player, but David, you know, we do a thing here at True Championship Bus. David emphatically said this morning, Knicks off the bus, they cannot win a championship. And I mean, I'm inclined to agree. Like, first of all, I don't think they have the top end talent too, right? Like, they don't have the guy." To like, Julius Randle is good, and he hasn't been great this series. And Jalen Brunson, as good as he is, he's not that level guy. And then on the other end, they're just not playing that well, right? Like, so uh, doesn't mean the series is over by any means. They could no, no, they can win the series. Yeah, still just, they the right championship. They're the only team that I don't yeah. think has a chance to win. Like, I I'd spread my money. I don't bet, but if I did, it'd be yeah. I spread and over not, seventeen not right for now. sure. Um, but yeah. what do you? Nope. What do you think for them in, besides just playing better? Which, I, you know, look, I okay, because I think play sometimes better. we try to get too. All right, we got to just fucking play better. Play better. Right? Yeah, shoot better, defend better, rebound better. They rebounded okay. Both teams, I think, had thirteen offensive rebounds last game. Uh, their turnovers were okay. Um, stop fouling. Stop that's fouling. that's the biggest thing. Stop fouling. Just they just the, he took like twenty more free throws. Yeah, game over. It's like, stop fouling. Make tall up. Make him shoot over you. Stop fouling. And, you know, we talked Period. about this last show, and I said how the Heat were a bottom three, three-point shooting team in the regular season, but they're, like, the best in the postseason. Well, David, they reverted and back the to, the, to, the, to the mean last game. They shot poorly. Right. Like, you got to win that right. game. When they shoot 10% or whatever, yeah, you got to blow it. No. And they still got blown out. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Miami's my, – this is, this is a Spolster operation, a Jimmy Butler operation, right? He's like James Bond. Hard <laughs> motherfucker to kill, man. He is. Hard I want to talk about Jimmy and Tibbs. There was an article that Nick Fidel and ESPN wrote about, you know, their sort of shared mutual, uh, you know, their relationship. Obviously, Tibbs has coached him in Chicago when they drafted him, coached him in Minnesota. And in the article, Nick said there's a word that Jimmy and, and Tibbs use uh, with each other, and they both mutually use it. And, you know, it's at the ethos of who they are in this, this relationship. Fuck. And it's basically just like, fuck you, fuck you, right? But, like, it is meant like in an endearing way, right? But it's also who they are as competitors. Tibbs, as everybody knows, is a grinder as a coach, right? Jimmy, grinder as a player, right? So, of course, it'd be natural those two would love each other, right? Because they just speak the same basketball language, right? They just compete, 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 and do it hard. That's really it. <laughs> I, I, did yeah, not, yeah, I did not know yeah. this. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm not proud to tell you. That's, that's <laughs> why, why? Why are you not proud? You like guys who compete I, and play hard. I've told no. What I mean is, it's yeah. I have this inner like <laughs> "fuck you" mentality. I think I told you. Um, I went to go see with my wife and our good friends Charlie and Mandy. He served in Desert Storm. Uh, he's a you know, former soldier, went to West Point soldier, and um, uh, we saw mm-hmm. the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the remake, because the original one was was mm-hmm. based on mm-hmm. the in Sweden, where that or maybe Switzerland, wherever the movie takes place, wherever the book takes place. And um, in this, in the movie, there's she's wearing a shirt that says "fuck you, you fucking fuck." She's a badass. If you remember the movie, I have not seen the movie. Right, you saw the movie? Uh, oh my I god, you have to see this movie. It's one of the most incredible. The story is the I didn't read the book. My wife did, and she saw the the European version it translated. Amazing. So she wears this shirt. So I just reacted. <laughs> I don't remember this, but 
for Father's Day, my my buddy Charlie's wife, Mandy, bought me that shirt. It's hanging very proudly in my closet. (laughs) Fuck you, you fucking fuck. That's pretty much how I go about life. Like, you're all fucking fucks in this day and age. And I will slowly let you into my circle. I used to be so cynical. But in the, in, the, in the Trump world we live in now, they're all Trumpers till so you prove otherwise, basically. Not a, not, I'm not proud of it, like I said. So the fact that Thibodeau and Jimmy that way, like, not a, not a great place to be, guys. I, I need to be better. I need to be better. Yeah. But as a coach, for sure, I'm not that way in life so much. As a coach, I never, I would never show my game face that way. I'm always going to be, I'm going to try to always be decent. Never yell at the referees, whatever. When I used, when I started coaching again years ago, um, but yeah, inside. Like, but all you, all the great players, David, have fuck you inside of them. That's how. That's why they're great. They right. They, they yeah. got fuck you. Steph yeah. Curry, for as much as he's he's got fuck you in him, right? There's a plenty of fuck you in that dude's game. Oh my right? god! Like, <laughs> oh, I, I I've talked to I've talked to some fathers who know their kids well, and I say, oh, he's such a nice young man, whatever. But they're like a killer, oh, killer. Yeah, we we the term we use a lot these days is gangster. Like some agents are gangsters, some coaches are gangsters, some players are gangsters. And I mean that yes, in the way yes. we like gangsters in shows. Not like, in real life, like, the ones that'll like, kill us, not, not those gonna, kinds. Right. They're not breaking laws and <laughs> not hurting people, but they're trying to crush, crush their competition. And or you or to, else you will get crushed. Yeah, I talked to a <laughs> Right. I talked I talked to a player last night. He has his first workout, NBA workout today. He called me late, late last night. He said, Coach, you told me to call you before a workout. I'm calling you. And I just reminded him, like, all that fancy shit you work out with your handle. He's a big 6'9", like 4'3", very talented player from one, on a great team uh, in college. I said, all that shit's <laughs> fine and dandy. But you're not any good at it. Yeah. Like, you're years away. You know, you could be Kawhi Leonard one day. <laughs> yeah. That day's not today. Tomorrow. Beat all those guards and wings in the paint like they're like your children. Beat them. Like, they're JV players to your varsity. To beat them up physically. They the six nine seven plus wingspan, strong as hell. Like they're going to switch screens, bury those guys underneath, take the bigger guys to the perimeter, and keep it simple. You're not good enough to play with the ball against anybody, really. It takes years. So beat them up. It's war. And I tell all. I spoke to a group of guys, group of five or six players the other day, and when I was in LA, it's war. Like you've got to. They want to kill you, and they're not calling fouls. And don't be looking at the referee or the coach or whatever. Don't expect any calls. It's physical And that's what you those bring. teams are looking at, right, Coach? They, and more than anything, yes, your skill. The, the, the I would be compete level, it. right? Like, are you or are you just like out here? Like, you know, how badly do you want to compete with this? Well, they're, they're all right. They're all going to compete. There's another level of competing. And then you all, the, the job of the scouts and the executives in the offseason or during the regular season is to evaluate, are they bringing that same energy? Do we see progress as players in season season to season because that shows the competitiveness mm-hmm. to work each day it's it's you know bobby and i used to always say that there's there's a difference between willing to a will to win and a will to prepare you have to have a will to prepare right so, so the guys that have the will prepare, you see progress mm-hmm. you see improvement whatever but ultimately you got to try to beat yeah. the other guy's ass one-on-one all right last thing before we go coach um a major announcement was made over the weekend ronnie james has decided where he's going to play college ball uh, in the fall. He's staying home, local. Actually, I do wonder, is he going to stay at home, home, or is he going to live on campus? I'm very curious how that's going to work out. So, I hope I so, hope, too. There's going to be a level of, you know, hoopla with them on well, campus. Well, listen, you can, li- you can live on daddy's money oh, no if you want no to. There's enough. But I, I have a feeling LeBron is doing his right. best and to try to say, go well, make he, your own money. 
Which is good. I got you. you I got you. NIL. I think right now he's already like four point five oh, million. It. He's like number two, and like right. so he's fine. Like right. and let's be real. What is an eight an eighteen year old kid making? He's that's fine. That's more than enough money. He's he's perfectly fine. Oh yeah. All right. right, and he's got daddy's exactly. financial guys, and I mean that in a bad yeah. way, as we all. So he's yeah. going. He, he's going yeah. to SC. We he's going to play for uh, Andy Enfield, right? Enfield, uh, who who used to who, yeah, oh, because he used to coach for the Gulf Coast, which you. you Oh, so you know him well. That. Perfect. Okay. Because we didn't talk about yeah. this before the show. Yeah. What He's really good. do you think this is going to look like? Because I know you watch tape on Brownie, and it's hard for someone like me to suss out how much of what I'm hearing is because he's actually gotten better, or is it because it's Brownie James? I know he played in the Donald American game. He's at Nike Hoop Summit. I know all that. And I saw I, I see good things when I, I'm like, oh, this guy's got to feel what I know when I watch him. He understands the game of basketball for sure. That is very obvious to me. What I want to know is USC is a, it's a high major. It's Pac-10 or Pac-12, sorry. Um, is he good enough to start and play for a team in this league? So first of all, Pac-12 is a middling mm. conference. It's, it's probably worse than the mm. WCC. See, you see how, how old school plays. I'm going back to it's, UCLA it's, is there and this team and that team. It, okay. Well, yeah, that's it. That it's top heavy. The other teams suck. Arizona, yeah, USC, great. Okay. They all suck. Maybe Washington State's going to be better this year. Their coach is good. Oregon's obviously it's been okay. here and there, but they're not consistent. It's not the ACC, not the SEC, not the Big okay. Twelve, not the Big East for sure. Um, so uh, I, I think Bronny's got a chance to be really good. He's got to make shots. He's got to make threes to really feel to feel like he's making an impact. Mm-hmm. He could be an excellent defender decision maker they signed the best back Ooh. guard in the country so they'll probably play together he'll be on the ball off the ball he's been off the ball before too mm-hmm. and he's a good mm-hmm. dude i like his personality very much good shooting coach Bronny is a good shooter he can be a better shooter for sure um he's got to handle himself uh, uh he's got to deal with failure he, he's not really done that no one's watching mm-hmm. like they're going to be watching now he's got to deal with failure well because mm-hmm. um, he's got to fail some and that'll probably help a lot with that which is good you know, nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, and Andy, Andy will put him in good positions. If USC can make an interesting run, then he'll go pro mm-hmm. in here. Which okay, is so you, you are you like it? You like upside? Looks good. You like it? Yeah, he, he was fine with wherever he went. They're all fine. Mm-hmm. They're all Nike. Schools. Well, because he, fine. I think he's like what, ranked thirty something in his class. So that's why I was like, I oh, you know. Like, so he's not the not the top guys, right? He's not one of those guys. But he, you think he can be a pro player in the NBA for sure? Okay. Very good. Thank you. That'll be something for us to watch. All right, guys. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the playoffs, and we will see you on Thursday. Take care.